2: Head on over to Patreon at LorehammerListenerLore and check out all the cool ways to get involved and support the show. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the 40k podcast where you get to write the script. Hey, I'm your host, Mark, and joining me today, we got Bumbling Painter. Welcome back. Hey, it's good to be here again. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, I'm excited to read your lore this time. We've talked a little bit about it behind the scenes, so I kind of know some stuff. Um, yeah. But maybe do you want to give like a little one sentence teaser of what what we're getting into here?
1: Yeah, so so the fifth exemplar basically uh, have got a bit of a shady history. Um, <laughs> it's covered It's covered in the War of the Beast, the dubious honour being the first chapter to fall to he- to chaos after the heresy. That's but, so cool. Yeah, but in the classic style of the Imperium, there was a massive cover-up, and essentially we now pick the story up 10,000 years later, and obviously there's there's a lot of holes that no one has filled in, and basically my homebrew chapter that I'm gonna that I'm gonna hobby and model and create um plays off that and is an ultimate finding of of the uh, of the, the this exemplar and this is the this is the beginning of their story basically. Cool.
2: That that's such a crazy thing. So like uh, the horse heresy happened, half the galaxy fell to chaos and then we didn't get another fallen chaos chapter until this these guys? well yeah so that was but that was only so that was war of the beast was what 32nd millennium so it was only yeah. two only two thousand yeah. years later but i can just imagine the people being like i think we did it i think we fought off chaos like no one else is yeah. gonna yeah. fall we got this and yeah. then yeah <laughs> nah, nah. and, and yeah. the other thing is
1: as well it's it's the first one we know about right because sure the Inquisition are pretty good at their jobs
2: so <laughs> yeah I, there, there might have been the odd one that was like found out and just destroyed and then expunged from the records or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm excited to read uh, this story. Um, Yeah, let's just start reading, I suppose. Do you want to read the first little bit? Yeah, cool. I'll do that. No worries.
1: Part one, founding. Come, he said. His voice was like the crashing of tectonic plates or the slow rumblings of a glacier. It exuded gravity, solemnity, and power. It was the voice of a demigod. Lord Gulliman, I have the data packets you requested, said Brother Aurelius, in answer to his Primarch's command, in respect of the Fist's exemplar. The addition of what the information he now held in his hand pertained to was superfluous, an uncharacteristic flurry for a son of Ultramar that Aurelius immediately regretted. Being in the presence of the Primarch did odd things to even the most experienced adeptus the The wry smirk which the Lord Commander wore as he raised his head to regard Aurelius was simultaneously awkward for it confirmed to Aurelius that his gene father concurred with his own conclusion and yet comforting for Revute Gilliman understood that his presence in the 42nd millennium stirred emotions and provoked responses that the battle-forged space marines were unfamiliar with. The warmth of Gulliman's smile comforted Aurelius in a way which seemed entirely at odds with the Primarch's gigantic armour-clad, war-tempered exterior. I remember them well, the fifth exemplar. You are no doubt aware that when I drafted the Codex Astartes and submitted it to my brothers, it was not met with unanimous support. In particular, the breaking of the legions was a contentious issue. My brother Vulcan's sons had suffered more than most, and each one lost broke his heart. The thought of voluntarily parting with any more was a burden he was initially unwilling to bear. And then there was Rogel. His stubbornness and unflinching resoluteness had made him ideally suited to the role the emperor gave him in fortifying and defending the walls of Terra against the traitors, but it also could make things difficult in the following years. Goldman's gaze shifted out of focus, and he stared into the middle distance. His statuesque features were held in stark profile by the flickering light of the candles surrounding him. His vast desk was awash with data parchments, data slates, maps, and more covered the surface. Only small areas of the underlying wood and leather were visible. The Lord Commander shifted and leaned back in his colossal chair, proportioned for a Primarch. He was in the midst of masterminding and finalising the largest founding of Adeptus Astartes' chapters in millennia, arguably since he had overseen the second founding itself. As the pause extended and began to take on a weight of its own, Aurelius stood stoically. He would not again misstep in his Primarch's presence by speaking when no utterance was needed. But Rogel saw the wisdom of the Codex Astartes in time. Gulliman seemed to snap back into the here and now, his dalliance with history ten millennia old over as swiftly as it had begun, and was helped in coming to that conclusion in no small part by one of his captains, a brother named Oriax Dentalian. My brother, when all was said and done, saw fit to reward Dentalian's resolve in the face of his own Primarch's opposition. He became the first chapter master of the Fist's exemplar during the second founding. But thereafter, I have no knowledge of what became of the chapter. Rebuti Gilliman turned to his gene son and smiled warmly. I trust, brother Aurelius, that you have come bearing a lamp with which to illuminate the darkness. Were it possible, Aurelius would have blushed at his Jean Sire's indulgence. The data slates provide further information on the Fist's exemplar. Yes, Lord Gullinan, go on. The Fist's exemplar were assigned to patrol the area surrounding the Rubicante flux following their founding, my lord. The warp storm was to the galactic northeast of Segmentum Solar, and its proximity to the Sol system was a concern. To aid them in their appointed duty, Lord Dorn gifted this Fist's exemplar Aramilese-class Starfort, designation Alcazar Astra. The first exemplar fulfilled their duties honorably until at some point during early M32, Aurelius paused, lack of precision in Imperial records of this age was anathema to the ultramarine. The Alcazar Astra was beset by an eruption of the Rubicante flux and was drawn into the gravity well of a nearby star.
2: By acts of untold courage and intelligence, Chapter Master Dantelion and his brethren aboard the Star Fort managed to steer it away from the star and into the gravity well of a nearby planet. Idolicia. Idolica. Met- Idolica. Ooh. Yeah. Many fist exemplars, including Lord Dantelion, were lost in the effort, though by their sacrifice, the Alcazar Astra was breached intact upon in- upon the planet. It would become the chapter's fortress monastery and, wow, what is that word again? Idolica. Idolica. (laughs) Their adopted homeworld. I am sad to learn of Brother Dantalion's passing, said Gilliman, his voice loaded with pathos. Though upon my waking after such passage of years, I cannot expect to be reunited with old friends. In that moment... In the warm glow of the candles and in the intimacy of the small cabin, Aurelius reflected that he had never seen his Lord Primarch, this demigod made flesh, look so human. Indeed, Lord Commander, and the quality of the records relating to the Fist Exemplars do not improve. Aurelius then proceeded to detail the Fist Exemplars' trials through the War of the Beast, how Idolica had been the target of an orc attack moon and had been overrun by a greenskin menace. How countless brothers were lost during that war. How the losses were so extreme that Maximus Thane, one-time chapter master of the fixed exemplar, but laterally of the Imperial Fists, and also Lord Commander of the Imperium, had disbanded the chapter and assimilated the handful of remaining brothers into the ranks of the Imperial Fists. A curious decision, mused the avenging son. But the sons of Dorne ever borne allegiance to the Seventh, and Thane himself fought valiantly on the ramparts of Terra against the searied ranks of the traitor. And what become of Idolka and the Al- Alcazar Astra? Records are, Aurelius hesitated, inconclusive, my lord. The planet is so close to its star, Frankenthal, <laughs> During its day cycle, it is totally inhospitable to any life, even even fungal life forms such as greenskins. It appears an adeptus mechanicus mission was sent to the planet some five hundred years following the end of the War of the Beast, with the goal of learning the secrets of the breach starfort. Thereafter, the information becomes rather hardly to hard to come by entwined as it is in martian bureaucracy and what little we do know and what little we do have more challenging to divine lord gilliman your powers of understanding are noteworthy noteworthy lord commander the politicking and intrigue of the galaxy have returned to fatigue him to a degree beyond any material battle had ever fought but i thank you for your report please leave the data slates on my desk Please then begin the process necessary, I mean to reform the Fist Exemplar as Primaris brothers. They shall return to idolka and reclaim the Al- Alcazar Astra. The Ar- Arba sector triangulates with Frenris and Armageddon to the northeast and southeast respectively. A bastion of battle brothers will add much needed defense against the Sikadix maledictum in the local uh, locale of the Segmentum Solar. Reboot Gilliman's last surviving loyal son of the emperor stood and wrapped his knuckles on his desk, twice rapidly. The picture of resolved. Make it so at your command, Lord Gilliman Cool. Okay. So this is a real chapter. So I'm trying to figure out how much you added. Like I'm pretty sure some of these name characters, some of the star forts are actually real and the outcome of what happened to them. That's actually real.
1: Right. Yeah. So, so I I actually, I had to like go back and do research through like war of the beast and stuff. I was like, had like my iPad open. and was like furiously flicking back through the the Kindle and stuff to, to make sure. So, so yeah, so Idolica was their home world. It was um, overrun by orcs in the War of the Beast. Um, Dantalian was the first um, chapter master, and he was—he basically when Dorn, you know, because that's the other thing. Um, like when 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 kind of. Put out the the, the uh, Codex of Starkeys and said, right, we need to break the legions. Like basically, for a bit there, the galaxy was on the verge of another civil war because Dorn went went crazy um, yeah. and just wasn't for that. So, but the yeah. Italian and, and some other Imperial fists said, Nana, we see the we see the wisdom of this, and so that's true. Um, and but the. So basically, and Alcazar Astra is also a, is a Ramley's class starport that yeah. basically yeah got caught in in a in a in an energy pool. There's no detail in that. That's just alluded to in the War War of the Beast. Um, yeah. So you basically all all that stuff. But then after that, so what essentially happened was it just got abandoned and left. And Maximus then he. Someone, um, so basically what happened when they fell to chaos um, was that uh, the, the captain Zerberin had allied with, uh, with the iron warriors um, during the War of the Beast, just as a practical expedient to try and defeat uh, the orcs. Uh, then uh, at the end, once the orcs were defeated, uh, 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 um, Black Templars' uh, crusade, came upon them to kind of have them return to earth and discovered them like chilling with some iron warriors obviously <laughs> oh. black templars black templars themselves have little chill so they went <laughs> crazy and essentially what happened was the fist exemplar fired upon the black templars wiped the crusade out and this captain and his remaining uh fist exemplar under his command bowed the knee to the iron warrior uh, that's yeah. more that's the most we hear about them um, but then some loyalist uh, members of Fist Exemplar went back to this guy Maximus Thain, who um was a was an Imperial Fist then was a Fist Exemplar then went back to the Imperial Fist because of the, you know the the last wall and whatnot yeah, during the yeah, War yeah. of the Beast um, and told him and he. Yeah, basically freaked out and uh expunged all <laughs> records, had had like there was something crazy like, I can't remember, I'll talk about it, but I think it was like seventy-two space marines left in the chapter. So they okay. were just assimilated into the imperial Fist okay. and they were just like expunged from all records. Yeah. But what you've got is like a, and making a few references to the passage of time was obviously Gulliman yeah. was dead by the time the well not dead he was in stasis by the time the war of the beast happened yeah um so he's coming back not knowing what's happened in between and you just you've got that that kind of op- opportunity to basically play off the fact that Gulliman's not going to know that what yeah. Thane's what decision making was yeah and the Imperium is Pretty shaky at keeping records of the best of times, and <laughs> yeah. when they're ten when they're ten thousand years old, even even better at just yeah. you know keeping secrets. So <laughs> um yeah, so that's kind of where, where it all comes from. But yeah, yeah. no, like the Alcazar Astra was the name of the the, the star for Idolica was the planet. Um, Dantalian and and, and Max Mustaine were, were were characters in the War of the cool. Beast and whatnot. So
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, so then, basically, like. He- what you kind of added is uh, the emergence of the chapter being refounded with Primaris brothers, right?
1: Yeah. So this okay. this
2: basically explains how because if
1: you've only read the War of the Beast and you know sometimes we forget that what they know in the forty second millennium is very different to what we know because we kind of yeah. have a god's eye view, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so if you if you see this straight off, you'd be like, "Well, why the fuck have they been refounded because they fell to chaos, right?" But yeah this this sort of explains i guess that or tries to explain the 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 how it could be possible that a chapter that actually in m32 yeah. fell to chaos is refounded as part of the ultimate finding so it's basically yeah. just giving that that narrative explanation so that not
2: everything i do from here on in is heresy you know <laughs> yeah yeah no i like it i think that's fine and like yeah like you wouldn't know what happened like it's such a long period of time you can yeah I like I like the way you kind of took a chapter that kind of died out essentially and have brought it back in
1: yeah and one of one of the biggest reasons was actually because when when I was reading the book they have this unpainted Ceramite armor and I always liked the like the visual appeal of uh heresy era and space wolves or the the as they prefer but (laughs) but i just i didn't i didn't want to collect the space wolves army nowadays because it's just like i really like the viking aspect of it but it's just like nowadays that kind of wolf aspect has just been taken to this caricature level (laughs) and i didn't really want to do that so this gave me the opportunity to paint because like the I'll I'll stick some pictures on the Discord, but um the, the paint scheme is yeah, the it's grey armor with, you know, and then it really makes the, you know, the like the the, the gold on the the company signals and 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 yeah. whatnot really pop, like because it's quite a dull, dull background. So it's yeah, it's kind of cool. So that was really what attracted to me when I was right re- reading it. And I thought this like Early on in the War of the Beast, and then you get to like book. Well, I can't remember. It's like ten or eleven where it happens that they're like this happens with Maximus staying and they get expunged from the record. <laughs> but, but I guess Fuck. that's it. It's then so no, there's nothing, nothing like a challenge to
2: to you know to set your mind to kind of focus and get something done. So there, yeah. You go. No, I like it. Um, I also like uh, how you wrote Gilliman here. Like he was just processing information. I think that's what he—that's what he's good at. Like that's what I think of when I think of him. Him just kind of processing data slates and like mm-hmm. just kind of piecing everything together. Um, yeah, I liked it. Uh, there was one cool. Yeah, because
1: there's to- this. Sorry. No, I was going to say there's a scene in the Plague Wars novels where it's talked about Gulma like. It's like reading, it's something mad. Like he read like a fifteen hundred page briefing in like fourteen seconds or something like that. You know, it's like, <laughs> like trailing through it, yeah. Uh, so like, you just got like this kit. But I, it's I, I'm, it's really I'm really glad you said you like because like, the other thing I was trying to do with him was like try and kind of humanize him because I think hmm. like yeah, one of the things I think is the 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 Astartes right are like. Are, are transhumans like they're beyond humans, but they've had that emotion removed? Whereas yeah, like the they've been like are actually, indoctrinated
2: and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah.
1: Whereas the primarchs are more like humanity taken to its like its fullness. So they mm. so the emotions and uh, the sort of thing of like and like you know that whole thing of like yeah you know gulliman has been in stasis for ten thousand years. Like it's going to be weird for him when like he's yeah. talking about these people that are just like these heroic historic mm-hmm. figures to the space marines but actually he, he knew them like he he knew this guy who fought on the walls of Terra. you know
2: yeah one of the best lines in all of 40k is said by reboot gilliman um am i still here and it's when he is basically resurrected and this is what he uh-huh. says um why do i still live what more do you want from me? I gave everything I had to you, to them. Look at what they've made of our dream. This bloated, rocky, rotting carcass of an empire driven, not by reason and hope, but by fear, hate, and ignorance. Better that we all had burned in the fires of Horace's ambition. But yeah, basically he comes back to the Imperium and he's just like, what the fuck have you guys been doing here this whole time? <laughs> yeah, and like the, the madness of like, and
1: like the whole ecclesiarchy thing. And like, you, yeah. you know, he basically gets to a stage where he's like, Fuck it. The emperor is not a god, but if this is what's going to win us the war, it's the practical yeah. expedient, right? And it's that classic Populman yeah. thought process. But like that whole thing, like you imagine—well, <laughs> I mean, like obviously it's all kind of crazy. But you imagine like you, nine of your brothers turn to this heresy because you're yeah. you're fighting for this thing that your your father, you know, who genetically engineered you, said <laughs> we need to go out into the entire galaxy and conquer it to get rid of the blight of amongst other things religion and they yeah. come back and you're like what
2: the fuck is yeah.
1: on here like it's just madness yeah yeah, yeah. and then you're it like get me
2: matters. my brother lionel johnson and then you're the guy's like he's gone and then you're like okay get me yeah. Carax. uh he's gone okay get me awesome. rogel dorn like nothing is the same um yeah, yeah it'd be yeah. quite the shock yeah um cool uh, yeah, man, I think you did. Uh, it was a great little story. I noticed here at the very beginning, you wrote part one and founding. So I'm excited to see where you go. Do you have any ideas where you're going to take this story, kind of what you're going to write next?
1: Yeah, so, well, actually, just before we started recording this, I'm I'm kind of doing like some lexicon style stuff of just like boom, 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 data stuff. So I'm mm. I'm working on that. And then the other thing that I want to try and think about and explore is, whether or not i want any of the fifth exemplar you know modern day primaris to know about what happened to the original second finding because yeah. um, i think that could give a kind of that could give a cool like i think it would have to be something that not like not every member of the chapter knew but yeah. if there was something where the upper echelons knew it would potentially allow for like i don't know some kind of like you know, almost Templar-style, like, small cohort of Crusaders or something, which you could then play a little differently um, and whatnot. So, the, like, the bulk of the army will be part of the whole history of them as well is that actually because they saw the wisdom of the Codex Astartes and the breaking of the Legion, they actually, historically, were some of them more loyal to, like, Gulliman than they were Dorn. Hmm. So they play, like, an ultramarine army, basically, but yeah. I also figure that you could potentially kind of and also it's cool because you can bring in, you know, um, Black Templar models and kind of have that almost crusading cohort yeah. who are just trying to find the truth and expunge this light from yeah. their name. And then you could play that more as a, a crusading kind of type of army type thing. So yeah, yeah. Um, so I need to I need to think about how that comes to light. Cause the other, the other, you know, because the other <laughs> thing is as well because of warp fuckery the the warsmith who the, that uh captain zerberin the fifth exemplar al- allied with and the captain himself may still be alive sure, like that's, sure. there's nothing there's no, nothing canon about that so yeah. you know there's there's some interesting uh opportunities or yeah things that i could explore so we'll, we'll see we'll see yeah. how that goes
2: yeah i think you definitely need to explore it and yeah just that right kind of just figuring out that right tie-in um yeah yeah exactly exactly very cool um well is there anything else you would like to share about your lawyer um no i'm i'm good as i said i'll I'll
1: stick some i was trying to put some pictures up in the discord but it wasn't liking them initially earlier on so um i'll try and do that so you can see what the models look like but yeah, yeah no i just uh thanks again for having me on it's
2: been it's been a blast i've really enjoyed it yeah it was a cool little short story thanks for joining me thanks for all the listeners uh, i guess we will see you all on the next episode of lore hammer listener lore don't forget to send in your stuff bye Thanks for listening. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page and support the show at Lorehammer Lore. See you next episode.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward.